0: Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Book of Caleb. If you're a math whiz or if you have listened to our shows in the past, this is a show number that's divisible by five, which means as you know, it's Mike's turn to host. This episode, he covers the dirty 30. What is that? Well, it's the 30th episode. Uh, It must have something to do with 30 then. So we... Let's hear it from Mike and um, enjoy his thoughts on the Dirty 30 and more. Folks, it's episode 30. If it's divisible by five, you know you can just go ahead and skip over this week's episode because it is once again Mike's turn to host. So, Michael, welcome yourself to hosting The Book of Caleb.
1: Welcome, Michael. Well, thanks for having me, sir. Um... As always, I'm going to bring the hard-hitting issues that need to be discussed, whether they want to be heard by the American public, they're going to be heard. So um, This is episode 30. I'm calling it the Dirty 30, um, which has kind of multiple meanings to it. I know in college, uh, we used to grab two Dirty 30s before each tailgate, and a Dirty 30 was actually a 30-pack of um, old-style light. And if you're familiar with old style, it's served at the Wrigley Field. It's a very cheap, not very good tasting beer. But in college, um, you drink beer, especially during tailgating, just to really get drunk. So if it's cheap, that's fine. You're not sipping on it. You're not. It's not an IPA. It's a Dirty Thirty. Um, also, in regards to Dirty Thirty, I'm going to be touching on um, thirty pounds that may or may not have been put on by people as they age. So, as I always do, um, the number 30 itself has obviously been worn by many athletes throughout the years. The number one athlete that I think has worn the number 30 jersey is a current player. And he's in the NBA. And no, he's not in the NBA playoffs right now. He normally is. His name is Steph Curry. Now, why does Steph Curry wear the number 30? Well, his father. Dell Curry, who played in the NBA for 16 years, also donned the number 30. Now, Seth Curry, which I think a lot of people know who he is, has a younger brother, not to be confused. See, I just confused Seth and Steph. Steph Curry has a younger brother named Seth Curry, who also plays in the NBA and is on the Dallas Mavericks. He wears number 31. Is he trying to outdo his older brother by one? I don't know, but we're sticking with thirty. Steph Curry, he is probably already, arguably the greatest three-point shooter that I've ever seen. The only one that rivals him would be Reggie Miller. Um, if you recall him, he was a rival of Michael Jordan back in the day. Um, but I think Steph Curry, he's hit the most three-pointers in postseason history. He has three rings. He's a fun, he's a fun guy. He's so small that is incredible that he's able to com- to compete with the huge NBA freaks that there are so steph curry he's number 30 um this week for the best athlete who's ever worn number 30 in my opinion you know who steph curry is correct lauren how small is he well he's very you know small framed. i want to say height wise six he can't be more than six three what steph curry yeah i'm gonna say not i'm gonna say six three He's, he's a guard and he, he's got such a good handle, and he's so quick, he's able to separate. And with Steph Curry, he just needs about, well, I don't know, inches of separation. He gets a shot off, and it's money. 6'3".
0: He's one inch taller than you, Michael. There's no way. Steph Curry. I thought oh. When you were saying small for NBA, I thought he'd be like at least 6'7".
1: Oh, no, no. Absolutely not. Steph- so
0: four inches.
1: Well, if, give, or, give or take sure, which, you know, four inches can be a lot. Steph Curry.
0: Yeah, we've had this conversation before. Steph
1: Curry height. He is, uh, oh, I nailed it. Okay. 6'3". So this is what I do. I bring the facts. I'm accurate with the facts. Okay? Wow. All right. So moving well, on to sports in general. Did you have anything to add to Steph Curry? You're a fan, right? I think most yeah, people like Steph Curry.
0: Yeah, I, I like him. He seems to be a straight-up shooter. Straight-up <laughs>
1: shooter. Pretty down-to-earth guy. Seems to be a family man. Um has a daughter that he will bring to the uh, podium post-game a lot of times, and she's cute. And yeah, it's a good, good family, good basketball family. Um, sports, a lot of going on. Obviously, the NFL has started. College football has started. Not Iowa Hawkeyes so much, not the Big Ten so much. Um, speaking of the Big Ten, they got together Sunday to talk about, well, did we screw this up, guys? Looking at all the other conferences, playing, no outbreaks, everyone's fine and all that money going out the door they seem to be reconsidering their original decision to cancel the season or push the season as it was phrased by them time out Mm -hmm.
0: um why did they postpone did they ever release the reasoning why
1: well like i touched on i think five episodes ago my last time i hosted they had their own little subcommittee of health experts um and they raised different Health concerns. This biggest one being this inflammation of the heart that can happen in college athletes, and that was named as to one of the main reasons as to why they were not going to pursue the season. Um, it was it was it was related to COVID nineteen concerns.
0: True, a, a genuine concern for the players' health.
1: That that's that's what they said. They're not going to put the players' health, you know, above anything else. Which...
0: Players and staff and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Okay, interesting then if they do... Uh, a change of heart. Have a change of heart. Well, well
1: and then everything else in the college landscape when it, uh, when it comes to sports relies on the revenue generated by college football. Every other program is run on the revenue from college. So...
0: It's a non-profit.
1: Yeah, exactly, right? Um, so... All those coaches, all those players, everyone involved will be out of a job, out of work, out of money. Um, there's a lot of dominoes if college football is not played. I would have thought they would have seen that before. Maybe that's something to do with it now. I I, I don't know. But anyways, they got together Sunday, and people thought they were going to vote. But what they did on Sunday was to schedule and announce that they are going to have a re-vote. Don't know exactly what day that is. I thought it would be maybe yesterday, Monday. Then I thought it would be today. I haven't checked my phone the last couple hours, but this afternoon they hadn't re-voted. And I couldn't figure out what day they're actually going to do this re-vote by all the teams.
0: Who is voting?
1: And who is voting correct? Is it the athletic director from each school? That would be my guess. It's just one representative from each of the 14 Big Ten schools.
0: Did they indicate who voted what in the last
1: vote? They did, and I, I saw it updated because originally it had always been 12 no not to play and two to play, and the two were Iowa and um, Nebraska. But then I saw today that it was actually 11 to 3. I don't know if there was a changed vote. Ohio State was a third team that said, yes, let's play. <laughs> um, and they're obviously the biggest football program in the Big Ten I mean, they're always a national powerhouse, always a national title contender, and they've been one of the biggest outspoken ones um, over these past couple weeks. Especially their players, as to how unfair this is. Um, we want to play. Let us play. This this can be done safely. Please give us a chance. You know, especially seniors and stuff like that, where this is their last chance. Um, so this revote is going to happen. What is going to take place in the revote? I'll tell you what's going to happen. Um, so they need to have six. People switch the vote is what I saw. So six plus three would be nine. They need nine yeses. Um, that passes the sixty percent threshold. Is what how they're phrasing it. And then they will, they will go on with the season. What that season looks like, it will obviously be shortened um, somewhat. Can they still qualify for the national title games if they're playing two, three, four less games than some of these other schools? A lot of questions still to be answered in regards to that, but I do think they are going to vote yes, and I do think the Big Ten schools, Iowa, is going to be playing football later this fall.
0: Let's do another, so that's a prediction, let's do a prediction of the schools you think in that um, vote will vote yes. So Iowa and Nebraska. No, no, no.
1: They're all going to vote yes, except the schools that won't, I'll tell you the no's. Northwestern, which is an academic school, um, and then I will maybe... I will maybe throw in, say, a Rutgers, who is irrelevant at football and awful. And they're New Jersey, kind of where the whole thing went down originally. So I will say there will be two schools that will say no, Northwestern and Rutgers.
0: All right. And if you are correct, Michael, we will send anyone who Mm -hmm. writes a five-star review an autographed copy of the Book of Caleb, which hasn't even been written yet, but we will send it it to you as a giveaway.
1: So That's your college football, Big Ten. Now college football kicked off this weekend. I was gonna be a pseudo Iowa State fan, I guess, since there's no Iowa football, but we live in Iowa, Um, so I was like, all right, let's let's all be Iowa State fans. Well, they went out and got beat by some small Louisiana um, Lafayette school at home, which is kind of a classic Iowa State thing. So everyone had high hopes for Iowa State. They go out and they lose. I think my time as an ISU fan is now run its course. Um, I'm moving on from them. Anyways, uh, there wasn't a lot of action because of the SEC schools. Which your Alabama, your Auburns, your LSU, they still haven't played yet. They're waiting until the twenty sixth um, is when their games start. So it's kind of a small, you know, not a full scale college football, obviously, taking place. But it was still fun to see it out there. Some school, most schools had no fans. Some schools like Iowa State had like roughly two thousand to three thousand fans, which is weird. Um, you can tell it's dead air. They try to put in kind of some fake um you know pretend noise uh which i don't know who's doing that sometimes it's off you know they're not quite sure when to be doing it it should be like on the third and 10 when you know the fans would get into it or something on defense <laughs> but they're out just kind of randomly doing it and it's the other team has the ball it's second and four not really a huge play and then here comes some noise you know and it's it's kind of funny it's all over the place
0: oh man
1: um so it's not your normal viewing experience for a normal football game but for the most part, it, it works. You don't see the stands a lot when you watch football. Um, like you do more so, say, baseball or something like that. Um, so, overall, it, it works. Now, for me, I love football. More so than college football, I love NFL. Um, NFL has always been full, full steam ahead. There wasn't a preseason this year, which is the first time ever, and as far as I know, that there hasn't been a preseason. No one really likes preseason. But it is necessary um, just to kind of get you into game shape and especially for the rookies um, to get some NFL experience to get the playbook down. Um, So there was none of that this year.
0: Did they have HBO hard knocks this year?
1: They did. We don't have HBO right now. We missed that. It was the San Diego Chargers. Um, And by San Diego Chargers, that's funny because I listen to other podcasts and they make these mistakes as well. San Diego Chargers is no longer a thing. They're the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, everyone has like everyone has San Diego in their head because they're the Chargers for 50 years.
0: No, I didn't. I was you like, knew I LA, thought,
1: they switched last year.
0: Michael, I know. And so then when oh. you said San Diego. I'm like, oh, San Diego still has a team.
1: Okay, what about the Raiders? What city are they in now?
0: Las Vegas. Yeah. Okay,
1: well, that's gonna be a new one too. So, anywho, it was the Los Angeles Chargers. It was the Hard Knocks team. I didn't hear much about it. Um, they're not really. I mean, they're LA team. They have that new stadium there which I feel like, which they're sharing with the Rams. So I think that was part of the draw there, but they're not a very good team really at all.
0: Oh, they're the Los Angeles chargers. And see when you were, (laughs) when you like were saying that I was thinking of the Rams. Okay. Well (laughs) now we're both wrong. We're
1: both wrong. Okay. So yeah, then it was the chargers this year. Okay. So week one came and went, and it was glorious noon kickoff. You've got your nine, 10 different games going on at once. Um, felt pretty normal to me like I said again the crowd noise like I, I was watching the Vikings game the most the dome would have been rocking um, it wasn't that was to an advantage of the opponent which was Aaron Rodgers and the Packers who sliced and diced the Vikings and the Packers won the game Rodgers even said after the game without the crowd there he's able to call audibles it's much easier so there is no home field advantage as he normally would have, and especially some of these loud stadiums like the Vikings where it's a big deal. Um, so that part was disappointing, but just having NFL back was great. Some of these big storylines you've heard of all all off season, namely Tampa Bay, which is Tom Brady. If you take Tampa Bay and you take the name Tom, you come up with Tampa Bay. And that is the fun thing everyone's been saying. The most money was bet on any, on any team was bet on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the super bowl that's how much hype the public has been behind okay people people tom brady tampa tampa brady he is 43 years old okay i think people are forgetting that um i give him credit he's taking care of himself enough to be playing nfl still as a starting quarterback in 43 i still think he's good enough to be a starting quarterback he's just not good enough to be a title contender nowhere near so it's week one we love to over exaggerate he had his ups and downs. He threw a horrible interception, which was returned for a touchdown. The Buccaneers got beat pretty handily by the Saints. No, they're not going to go win a Super Bowl.
0: How old or, is Drew Brees?
1: He's up there, too, and he's showing his age as well. I want to say if Brees is 40. Really? Could be 40 or 41. It was the oldest combined age of two quarterbacks ever. Um, needless <laughs> to say, Sunday. Um, and but Breeze, is every the last year you could tell his arm is kind of wearing out on him. He does not have the same arm strength. Um, so yeah, it was an old geriatric uh, quarterback Four, showdown. Forty one years young. He's there. You go. So um, so that that was fun. Uh, we had the new L. A. Rams Stadium Sunday night against the Cowboys, which was a very hotly contested game. Everyone's high in the Cowboys this year, as it seems to always be the be the case. Rams win. Um, so that that was that was fun. Um, Other than that, you had your classic meltdowns. The Lions had a huge fourth quarter lead, which they obviously blew, as the Lions always do. And they blew it to the Bears and Mitchell Trubisky, which is pretty much unforgivable because Mitchell Trubisky is not to be confused with, say, Peyton Manning or even a 43-year-old Tampa Brady. Um, Mitchell Trubisky's awful. Mitchell Trubisky, why is it such a lightning rod, Mitchell Trubisky? He was drafted... The Bears traded up in the same draft where there was future Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes. When I say future Hall of Famer, the best quarterback of all time will be Patrick Mahomes, and then also most likely future Hall of Famer Deshaun Watson. Um, we're both there for the taking. They traded up, jumped all all the teams, gave up a ton of draft picks to draft. Mitchell Trubisky. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, eh, you look all right. But no, no, we're going with Mitchell Trubisky. He started not even a f- one full season at North Carolina and was very average quarterback at that. But he had a very good um, workouts for us. He did well at the uh, Combine. So I think we're going with Mitchell Trubisky. Sorry, Patrick Mahomes. Sorry to Sean Watson. Yeah, if you're a Bears fan, I hope that makes you sick every time you see Mitchell Trubisky take the field because that could be either one of those players it could be patrick mahomes that kind of makes me sick to think what if the bears would have taken patrick mahomes and i had that in my division along with already having aaron Rodgers? that would be a nightmare so i just think it's hilarious oh mitchell God. trubisky you took him you could have taken patrick flipping mahomes and
0: then so what was patrick mahomes's college career and
1: you could, you could tell he's very very talented a little bit reckless okay um but the Chiefs, the Chiefs saw that, and he was still sitting there. The Chiefs did move up, and I think he was drafted either 11th or 12th. Now, if everyone knew how good Patrick Mahomes was going to be, would he have been drafted 11th or 12th? No, he would have been drafted 1 overall. Yeah. So, there, no, he wasn't a for-sure thing. Um, say, like, a Peyton Manning was taken overall number 1. Uh, quarterbacks are taken overall number 1 very usually, like this year, was Joe Burrow. He had his first start as a Cincinnati Bengals quarterback and looked pretty good for his first start. Had an unfortunate loss, which I will get to, but Lauren, you wanted to chime in?
0: Well, Tom Brady, what pick was he?
1: Exactly. He was... Uh, that That's the most notorious, you know, late-round pick. He was a sixth-round pick. So even the Patriots didn't know what he was going to be because they would have drafted him in the fifth, fourth, third, second, if they knew, you know. Yeah. That, is, that is luck. That is fluke. And the thing with Brady... Um, and Belichick. It's like the chicken or the egg. What was the main reason, the ma- main cog for the success that the Patriots have had these past two decades? Six Super Bowl titles. Do you say it's more Belichick, or do you say it's more Brady? Because there's a big um, debate on that. I've always stated it's Belichick. Um, is Brady great? Yes. <sighs> is he going to go down as the greatest quarterback of all time as of now? Yeah, it's not the most talented. The most successful. You can say that. How can you argue with that? He has six Super Bowls. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know what he is with Bill Belichick. He's he's not a six-time winning Super Bowl quarterback. I will tell you that. Um, this year is kind of interesting because Belichick now okay trying to get rid of Brady. He actually has been trying to push Brady out of New England for a while. The owner just didn't want to give up Brady. Um, so he leaves. He brings in a kind of a washed-up Cam Newton from Carolina. See what he can do with that. So far, so good. Week one, Belichick is one and zero week one tampa bay is 0-1 and brady looks old and washed up so we'll see where this heads but i've always maintained my stance belichick deserves more of the credit of the new england patriots success than tom brady thank you michael
0: okay okay you know just i hope tom doesn't listen to this and he gets questions his confidence
1: uh, this is a soul-crushing thing for him to hear, I'm sure. i sure he's never heard anything like
0: this. <laughs> he's never been criticized.
1: Uh, it'll be ever. interesting. I think he'll bounce back this week. I forget who they play, um, but it's their first home game, um, and they can have some fans there in Florida. It's, it's interesting on in certain states. Florida, Texas, uh, there's some fans are allowed. So uh,
0: And in Kansas And, and in and Missouri,
1: I guess, as well, Kansas City. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how he bounces back in week two. If he shits the bed again in week two, then oof, oof, that'll be... That'll be funny. Um, No, I was saying Joe Burrow was the first overall pick this year, quarterback out of LSU, by the Bengals, another awful franchise. Hopefully he can help turn it around. Anyways, he performed pretty well in his very first NFL game. They actually had a chance to win the game at the end. Um, There was a controversial pass interference call, which took the touchdown off the board, and they were down by three. So they had to bring on the field goal kicker. Um, Every team has a kicker. There's actually... It's a 52-man roster. I've always said there's 51 football players on that roster, and then there's one person called a kicker that's on the roster. He's not actually a football player, not even close to it. Um, But he actually can be like the most determining factor in winning a lot of games or even ruining a season, which has happened to my team many times by the said kicker.
0: I feel like that, what you just said, is some sort of um, Netflix documentary in the making about a kicker mm-hmm. and how that they can, like, ruin everyone's lives.
1: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was on. it's on full display all the time, every week. This was no different. So this was a chip shot field goal. I want to say, like, a 28, 29-yard field goal. And Randy Bullock, who's been around, um, comes on, just shanks it to the right. The second it left the field, was not going to even have a chance they shoot back the camera does to the kicker, he's holding his calf like like he hurt himself. This is because he's so embarrassed um, that he blew the game. Everyone else is, you know, getting concussions and putting their bodies and brains and souls on the line for sixteen for fifty-nine minutes and fifty seconds. In the last ten seconds, here comes the kicker trotting out to totally biff the game and lose the game. So that's why the Bengals lost that game. Not because of any of the football players on their team, but because of the kicker on their team. Um, And then last night, Monday Night Football, again, the kicker of the Titans did his damnedest to blow this game. Missed three field goals and an extra point. He got his fourth chance... At a field goal at the Wait, very end of the game. Three
0: field goals and an, an extra, extra point. point. 10 points so he total. got his fifth choice. Fifth
1: chance. Fifth chance, if you will. Because then they were down by one point. So you can do the math. If you would have made any of those field goals, hell, if you just would have made the one extra point, it still would have been tied. <laughs> Titans drive back down there again. Um, Normally they would just uh, Ran the ball And try to run the clock out And then set up The game winning Chip shot field goal But they threw a pass Into the end zone To try to score a touchdown So they didn't have to worry About the stupid ass kicker Coming out here But it went off his hands So here comes Steven Goskowski, Who is a veteran kicker and is supposedly one of the most accurate kickers in history. Maybe he's washed up too at this point. I don't know.
0: Meanwhile, the crowd is booing him and getting in his head.
1: Boo. Really psyching him out there. I, there was there was like family members allowed in Denver. There was like 100 people. I think it was family members of the Broncos. Yeah, So you could not
0: even blame it on the fans. No.
1: Yeah, exactly. They're very fragile people, these kickers. Comes out here. He He did hit the 25-yard field goal to win the game. It shouldn't have even been that score because he had already missed so many before.
0: Did they carry him on their shoulders into the, you know, yeah, locker room yeah, he's and the winner. Wait, spray wait. champagne? Yeah,
1: exactly. No, no. no. <laughs> Hopefully they took him in and gave him a good old razzing, whatever that entails. Um, but like I said, for some reason... <laughs> him. For some reason there's kickers in this game of football, um, which is like this, you know, barbaric gladiator type sport. Then there's this little kicker guy um which <laughs> the kicker it does not need i know it's part of the history and the game is called football so i feel like this kicking feels like we have to have it um we, we don't you don't you don't have to kick a game, a field goal i've always said this when you're playing it and it comes to fourth down depending on where you are in the field you can either go for it to get that first down and if you don't get it the other team gets the ball where you you know gave it up at or or you can punt the ball if you want to push them back. There doesn't need to be field goals. There doesn't need, doesn't need to be extra points. When you get a touchdown for six points, then there's a two point conversion, which which exists right now. You run it in from the three yard line to get the to get the two points or not get the two points. There shouldn't be a kicker because I don't think teams that put everything on the line and bust their ass all year and you know are fifteen and one and then the NFC Championship game against a mediocre team. That's worse than you should come down to a missed field goal by gary anderson to ruin your season um to not have your team go to the super bowl to not have that memory that i should have the vikings in the super bowl as uh, as my favorite team ever so um that's just my two cents on it and i have no idea why the all-time leading scorer in nfl history is a kicker morton anderson because he lasted for 25 30 years and just out there kicking field goals and extra points and that happens multiple times throughout the game Morton Anderson has never actually scored a touchdown uh, but he's the all-time NFL leading scorer because of all these field goals and he's in a hall of fame there should be there should be a hall of fame for football players and then there should just be another club of just kickers that were good but the fact that there's actually f- f- field goal kickers in the Hall of Fame with actual real football players I think is another travesty. Um, I don't want to hear about Adam Vinatieri kicking game-winning field goals. Who who put him in that situation to kick the field goal, and he trots out and kicks a field goal? Adam Vinatieri is an all-time good kicker compared to kickers, but he's not an all-time good football player. Kickers are not football players. They're not necessary. I want them out of the game.
0: Michael. All right, you just said a lot there. So mm-hmm. first of all, there won't there they shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. They should be in the Kickers That Are Good Club. Yes. And would that have its own like designated day, building, ceremony, bronzed, um, statues for the kickers that were
1: good? I would say no, no they, need, they need to be different. Um, it shouldn't be their face. They shouldn't be recognized.
0: It just, just be their leg. It'd just be their foot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> their leg and foot. Kicking the ball said, I was I was a part of the good kicking club. I made a lot of kicks. Was I a football player? No.
0: Would it be made out of a bronze statue material, or would it be made of something else?
1: No, I just think normal... Uh,
0: I think it should be just a prosthetic leg.
1: Prosthetic leg would be good, yeah. It would be
0: shaped. in, Or they should just cut off that kicker's leg.
1: And donate and it. An it. Oh, an embalmment. That'd be good, too. Yeah. Um. Okay, so... I've I've had a long-standing beef with kickers. Every week, I see some kicker trot out there and lose the game for a team. And I just every week I pray it's not the Vikings because I still have trauma. It's not just Gary Anderson; it's Blair Walsh. It's it, there's a long history of kickers that have just ruined things for me. So I'm not going to get into, into too much detail in regards to that. I pretty much hit on that almost every other podcast. How Gary Anderson missed a field goal in 1998. Anyways, let's move on. Please. Um, I wanna say the dirty 30. Let's get back to the dirty 30. What am I referring to? Am I referring to old Satellite 30 that we used to tailgate with? Yes, but more so I'm talking about the dirty 30. So let's say you're in your 30s now, which we are, um, and most people that I know are in their 30s. I think it's very common at this stage in your life to have put on, say, a dirty 30 pounds from your leanest, most fit time of your life, which for most of us was in high school. Me myself, I've always fitness has been a big part of my life. Working out, um, cardio, weightlifting, always always been a thing. That I mean, if if I have a hobby, that is it. Um, so I've I've maintained my same exact weight that I was in high school. I'm not bragging about that. Um, it has taken work, and it, it's like a day to day thing. Um, but at the same time, it's work. But I I do I think enjoy it in some aspects, and I I do like keeping in shape and having it in shape physique um so i i get uh positive reinforcement out of that um so i don't it's not really a big struggle for me i think with a lot of people it definitely is i think you know we all hear the freshman 15 i mean once you get out the door you get to college people are putting on putting on weight um let alone when you get in your 30s you're probably now married you probably are having kids um you bring kids in the picture that was that was the biggest change that was where I had to really sort of adjust you just you fit in when you can um, let's say today between work and when I needed to go pick up Cortland I had like 20 to 25 minute window could I have sat down and just kind of zoned out maybe you know I could have done that or I could have tried to get to the gym which is what I did get the heart rate up get pull-ups get push-ups get some muscle training in I was literally there for 20 25 minutes and move on um, so it's difficult you have to make a commitment to it um and it feels like you need need needs to be very early in the morning before the kids are up um or you need to try to fit it in after work um so it, it can it can be difficult um so the dirty 30 and i looked up the average um which i thought was interesting which i'm sure many of us have heard before but the average weight for the american um male since 1999 the average american male has watched his weight Average weight um, for American male increased from 189.4 pounds to 197.9 pounds in 2016. My guess is throw in another pound or two now. That is 2020. Um,
0: what was the height again?
1: That's just the average American male weight. Oh, okay. The average American male. Um, so it's, it, it's gone up 10 pounds over the past 17 years, if you will, for the male. They're for, saying
0: the average American male is just under 200.
1: Yeah, one hundred ninety-seven point nine, which to me that is that's a lot of weight. I, I've, I've like if I said my weight, I've always say that one seventy-five to one eighty. I, I fluctuate a little bit. It's just water weight for me.
0: They don't give you the um, average height because I feel like that's important too.
1: Well, I'm am sure there is, but this thing that I googled, I just looked at the average American how much they weigh. So, and then for for females over that stretch, it has creased from one hundred sixty-three point eight pounds in nineteen ninety nine. To 170.6 pounds at the end of 2016. That is the average weight for an American female. A little over 170 pounds. What? Yeah, which is, like I said, almost about as much as I weigh. Um, so, yeah, that seems like a lot to me.
0: And so height is also extremely important in that factor, too. Because it's not like those... Sure, I think your average... It's not like the average woman is
1: 6'2". No, it's not. I think your average American height is just, you know... The same as these average, these are just average right. people. So, yeah. So, I, I that, that's interesting to me. I know they say, what do they, I think the average, once an adult, we put on what, one to two pounds a of, year. of year. Yeah. So, it's, we gotta, we gotta not do that, people. We need to stop doing that. I think what I've saw is the number one underlying factor for people who come down with COVID and are symptomatic um, or also die um, because of COVID, they're overweight, in some, in some regard, their BMI is above average. Um, heart disease, heart failure—that's the number one leading cause of death. Am I right about that? Yes. I believe so. This is all weight-related. We're literally eating ourselves to death. But it's not just eating yourselves to death. It's not—it's—it's it's the um, activity level. It goes hand in hand. Um, with me, as I've aged. I think keeping muscle on because muscle burns I, I also Google did some more research research today how much more calories do you burn um, if you have more muscle so for every uh, ten pounds of muscle if you're just sedentary throughout the day, you burn two and a half times more calories um, as opposed to if that ten pounds of muscle was fat if that makes sense yeah uh, it's just energy expenditure to create muscle and to maintain it it's you're constantly burning calories
0: your metabolism is mm-hmm. higher yeah the more muscle you have
1: um so as you get older though it can be difficult i've had numerous injuries lifting weights um yeah i have herniated discs tendons ligaments have been pulled strained um so and more and more as i've gotten older in my 30s now i can't push the weight i'll i'll, I'll bench But the majority of my muscle building and maintaining is body weight stuff. You just bench the bar or what? Bench the bar. See, when I started, when I was younger, I think it was 7th grade or in middle school, I'm a very skinny guy by nature. Not a lot of natural muscle or strength to my frame whatsoever. Um, We go to the gym, and it's weightlifting and PE, whatever. And all the boys get on the bench, see how much you can bench. I could not bench the bar. Was not strong enough to. I also couldn't even do a pull-up. In middle school. You know, you do the fitness thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't do pull Not one. I couldn't even really bend my elbows at all. I'm like, jeez, I am a weak mofo. <laughs> so my dad lifted weights. And I think a lot of this is, you know, can be um, relevant to what you see your parents do, obviously, with many of your habits in life. Um, yeah. He did lift weights. He had weights in the basement. So my eighth grade summer going into high school I'm like I'm going see if I can get some some muscle here you know this is I'm kind of I'm insecure I'm I uh I'm skinny I can't even bench press the bar um which was most of my friends could bench press the bar with weights on the side of it anyways I started lifting in my basement three four months ago. down the line I'm getting stronger I'm seeing my physique change Um, I can bench the bar I can bench a lot more than the bar I can put plates on it that's kind of where the the love affair if you will with lifting weights and having muscle on my frame started um then I've always I've always maintained that um keeping fat off for me um has always been easier it's the more the building muscle every every everybody's a little bit different like everybody and everybody's body is different so some people might have more difficult time um with the fat you know the muscles not the issue. so it's a give-and-take and you have to figure out where what works best for you but like I said getting older keeping muscle on your frame is very important for me I think body weight exercises are very very good push-ups and pull-ups um, walking lunges standing squats these can all be done pretty much by everyone you don't even really need a gym membership to do these sort of things on a daily daily basis
0: but okay so you're doing these daily and how many and like more details and how it, many reps it, it, sets. it varies
1: so I, I do push-ups um just three days a week now uh it's your it's your because i do bench on saturday so i do it saturday sunday monday give the muscles time to um recover uh so on the saturday sunday and monday i have a i have a goal of 900 so it, it averages out to 300 per day for each of those days. Doesn't always happen. That That's the goal, but at a minimum, I'm gonna get 200 a day on those three days. The minimum is 600. So that's the minimum 600. If I can get to 900, great. Um, but if I just keep that minimum 600, I know I'm gonna maintain, okay?
0: And so are you sore after those three days, after the first day or anything? First,
1: first day, yeah. After the first day, I'm, I'm the most sore. Um, and the push-ups since it is body weight, the next day actually the more sets that i do the the blood flow to the muscles the soreness is less so that first set of push-ups i do which is usually between 30 and 40 repetitions is the most sore but the, as i go on it's less sore but then the muscle stamina comes into play as you get closer to 200 or when i get closer to 300 those last couple sets are difficult just because of the muscle um stamina
0: So asking for a friend, for Mm -hmm. somebody who does like no push-ups or this routine at all Mm -hmm. that you're doing and they're Mm -hmm. female Mm -hmm. in their thirties, um, where should they start? Like, what if I wanted to start doing this?
1: It's easy. You've seen assisted, you've seen these pull ups, especially with females on your knees. You start with your knees. Yeah. But
0: like how, I'm not going to do 900, you know, or 600, like what's the female number? Like what could I do? The female
1: number is three days a week of 50. And it can be on your knees and it's 150 total okay yeah yeah i could a, do that yeah and you should yeah absolutely
0: well, i guess i'm gonna have to start so much do i start on sunday or should i start tomorrow
1: it depends do you, do you actually have like a chest kind of day or upper body day
0: yes on mondays
1: okay with me i like the i like the weekend for me to have that saturday sunday because um, usually one of those days i'm not going into work so it's a little bit easier to get them in for me Mm -hmm. um so that's why it's saturday sunday and monday i always rip rip off at least one set if not two sets before i get in the shower in the morning um on those days because then you've already kind of banged out like a third of what you need to get done yeah that's Um, nice and then i can maybe do the rest when i do get to the gym or do my workout whatever time that may be um so maintaining muscle goes goes a long way um, and especially as we even get older, I know that that's one of the main causes of they all cause mortality is the, uh, phrase, but like losing muscle and losing muscle mass is like, I believe the number one sign of you're kind of heading towards
0: death. death.
1: Wow. Yes. Um, and if you just you just look at older people, I mean, which I don't, what's it like when you're 70, 80, 90? Can you lift weight? I and mean, what can you do? I don't know. But I feel like if you just keep at it as much as you can, you keep that muscle, that's going to keep everything else working better.
0: More intact. Yeah, And it keeps, like, your bone density okay. stronger, too. Okay. Because it, like, protects the bone.
1: Yep. And I know the energy goes down. The testosterone levels go down. And I'm always hearing this and that, different testosterone therapies. I know if the more muscle you have, and if you lift weights, especially with your legs, You create more natural testosterone, which obviously for male is the, you know, number one hormone for females is estrogen.
0: Excuse me, if you lift more with your legs, you're saying you produce Mm -hmm. more testosterone. You do,
1: you do. That is a fact. Why? Um, Well, I know that your leg muscles are your biggest muscles um, in the body, so it's it's working their largest muscles and it is just the motion of breaking down the largest muscles in your body releases testosterone i would think be to repair those big muscles that that's the testosterone which that word's tough for me to say right now i don't know why i'm kind of slurring it a little bit um You've it's, always it's had... produced a little bit of a small lisp if you will yeah i agree to that absolutely yeah um and here i am on a podcast every five episodes so you know whatever you put your mind to people um so that uh that's my story and i'm sticking to it i don't know but uh yeah, the dirty thirty, you know, we're not all gonna be the same weight we were in high school. That's not that's not the moral of the story. Um but I
0: also need to point out for the female audience mm-hmm. that yeah, having that idea or mindset or goal weight of like the lowest weight that you can remember as a young adult is probably not going to be the best route for you.
1: No. Women's a whole other ball ballgame. Obviously in your thirties you know, you've had children most, a lot, a lot of, not shouldn't say everybody, no. but a, a lot of people have had kids and.
0: No, they haven't. And see, like, that's the other thing too, is that you can still have put on 30 pounds and not even had children if you're an American.
1: Mm, if you're an American, sure. Yeah. But I'm just saying once carrying, carrying someone inside of you, growing another body, you obviously expand and then taking care of that offspring just what that does the whole pregnancy to a female's body i think it's um i don't know it, it it can be a lot and it can change the body it can change the way the body responds to uh working out or di- metabolism. dieting exactly it all gets kind of messed up a little bit if you will so
0: yeah um and you were talking about just like the hormones and stuff just mm-hmm. even how much like that changes your hormones and your metabolism is also reliant on that if you're yeah thinking about it so it's just something to consider
1: yeah so i think um don't get hung up with the number on the scale and i i'm I'm saying that i weigh 180 i i i get on a scale maybe once a month just i'm kind of curious and i'm somewhere in that 175 180 range um but i'm not religiously weighing myself um i don't think you need to if you're you know a bodybuilder of some sort or a competitive, whatever wrestler or something where you need to know how much you weigh, then sure. But if you're not, then yeah, don't get hung up on the scale. And like I say, like we're all carrying around this five, 10, maybe even more pounds of water weight to begin with. So when you see a fluctuation of that throughout the day or week to week, it's it's probably just water weight. So,
0: um, what was I going to say, Michael, the weight? Oh, are you tracking with the scale, like your water weight muscle mass you know how like the scale spits out those numbers too yeah i
1: don't know how accurate that is i i, I look at that yeah i i the one thing i look at is body fat percentage yeah um so yeah this it, it varies it kind of hangs around 15 16 17 for me
0: okay
1: um which yeah it's which is interesting because yeah if, if i if i lay off the cards for three days then yeah it can be in like the 15 percent range as opposed to 17 percent um but I don't think, I don't know. Well, that, yeah, this that, that is is like interesting, an at-home you know? scale reader. Yeah.
0: Like, it's not, like, super No, it's not accurate, but it it's is in a way, yeah, you it know. Is,
1: yes. Um, so, yeah, that that's that's my dirty 30. Um, and I know if you have put on 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds, which I, the average American, I guess, is weighing almost 200 pounds if you're a male, um, you know, I think it can be tough. It's easy for me to, like I've said, to, talk about doing all these push-ups and um maintaining muscle i i think that push-ups and pull-ups and just walking i don't even necessarily know of running but you, you do need to get your heart rate up um which even jumping like even jumping jacks now like i feel like jumping jacks as a kid um which is kind of something we did PE or something but jumping jacks or even jumping rope that's what i did today when i got to the gym i did three sets of 100 just jumping ropes I was pretty spent. I got my heart rate up, and then I got my pull-ups in, did some abs, and uh, that, that was really it. But just jumping, you don't necessarily need to go
0: on an hour-long
1: run or something crazy like that, or running a, a, a impromptu tw- 20K, as some people do. But, sure. But you did drop, you're saying, when you, dropped, when you ran that 20K, you dropped one actual pound of body fat. Is that accurate?
0: Well, probably not.
1: No? Oh, okay.
0: But you the theory is that you burned off thirty five hundred calories, and okay. that would be would be a con, uh, a conjunction of body fat, okay, and muscle mass and water weight. You know, mm-hmm. you can't just burn thirty five hundred calories yeah. worth of body fat. Be nice.
1: That would be nice, right? But no. Well, anyways, I'm not saying you need to go run a twenty k to do this. It's it's about getting your heart rate up, and you don't have. There's there's many different ways to get your heart rate up. Um, and a lot of it can just be moving just your own body weight around, um, which we all can do more of. So that's that's my story on that.
0: So I have to do 150 push-ups this week?
1: Yeah, but you can break it up. Yeah, Three I days can of do 50. that. Yeah, can. I know I can do that. Um, So, I mean, that's that's really the moral of that story. If there's more sports we talked about, the NBA, NBA playoffs are still going on, which is fine. Baseball's still going on, but this happens every year. The NFL shows up and it runs the show it just does um that's all that's really on my brain maybe if the timberwolves are in the nba playoffs which is not a thing maybe i'd be more involved in that i still am looking forward to the lakers um showdown with hopefully the clippers but they still have to get through the nuggets um you got the heat and celtics over there i i want to see lebron james win another title i've come to that factor He's this generation's Michael Jordan. He's the best thing I've seen since Michael Jordan. Um, who's better, Michael Jordan, LeBron James? I, I don't know. Michael Jordan's a little more clutch, I guess. But le- what LeBron has, is able to do is just as good as Michael Jordan. So I'm hoping LeBron does bring home the title this year. And I think it would be apropos, like I think I've said before, the year that Kobe Bryant passed, tragically, which is so hard to believe, um, if LeBron can maybe pick up where he left off and bring home the title um, for, the, for the Lakers um major league baseball i don't you know the it seems like the tests, it's okay the positive tests have stopped people are playing now um there are no like two long two week long breaks like the cardinals had and some other teams had so
0: so no other person has tested positive
1: apparently they got it all sorted out whatever was <laughs> causing the top positive tests on these teams those things have stopped and they're continuing on with their 60 game season oh my gosh who knows um oh great That's fun hockey is taking place apparently i see hockey scores every once in a while hockey playoffs never really cared about hockey no offense to the hockey people out there wayne gretzky he was the great one he was number 99 if we make it to 99 he'll be my guy oh spoiler alert
0: oh gosh you just ruined it for all the people that are gonna listen to the 99th episode
1: um so i mean do you have anything to add to uh this 30th dirty 30 here
0: oh i have a lot to add but i'll have to turn off the microphone for that
1: oh no you didn't do that yes you did okay
0: (laughs) yeah all right well in that case everyone stay safe stay healthy
1: please do wash your hands
0: and wash your hands